And I promise I won't bring up the story again about the manga <laughs> my brother's husband beating off to his own erotica as he's drawing it. <laughs> <laughs> but you did now, and I didn't know that. <laughs> I went to one of I went to one of his talks the other week, and uh, that was not how I expected that talk to go. Welcome back to Manga In Your Ears. I'm Corey. Helen and April are with me. Hello. Hi. Next song you heard at the top of the episode was from the House of Five Leaves anime. And we are here to talk about uh, House of Five Leaves by... Uh, already forgotten the name. Natsume Ono. Natsume Ono. Uh, also the mangaka of Akka. Yes, which we talked about earlier. Um, earlier in the podcast, and then uh, on the back half of the episode, we'll be talking about the new manga, Radiant. Uh, but first, it's House of Five Leaves, which is set in uh, old-timey Japan. It is about this dude named Masanosuke, who is a uh, former samurai who's just kind of um, going from job to job. He, he doesn't have much confidence in himself. He doesn't carry himself. Um... So he kind of loses his jobs as a result, but he is a very skilled samurai otherwise, uh, and he meets up with this dude named Yaichi, who, uh, who is part of this group called the Five Leaves. And the Five and Leaves... And by group we mean gang. Yeah. Gang of thieves. It's, it's, uh, more similar to, uh, a Yakuza than not, uh, but not really a Yakuza. Yeah, so they they are ostensibly a good group of thieves who kidnap people, people's children or the people themselves, and uh, they blackmail them for money to get their kids back or their people back. Uh, they're only doing this to to bag people, like people who are doing unscrupulous things, I guess. Uh, I read about four volumes. That's about how much. Plot I got out of it, but uh, besides that, just uh, kind of delving into these characters' lives, uh, getting to know each of them because they are like relatively secretive with each other, given the nature of their work. Uh, but what did you two think of it? I'm more familiar with the anime that came out a couple years ago um, than I am with, am with the manga, and I, I think it was a classic case of oh no, I don't like Natsumi Ono's art as much in manga form than I do animated. <laughs> But I did really like the story. I thought it was a really nice um, character-focused story, like you were saying. And I, I always meant to read the rest of the manga, since I know the anime only covered about half the story. Mm, for me, so I'm pretty sure, I feel like I said this about a lot of series, but I'm pretty sure that I picked up the first volume when it first came out, and that's been a number of years ago. Um, and I didn't like it then. I felt like it was too slow. I had no idea what was going on. So I so I was kind of uh, interested to see how I would see it now, because it's got to have been five or six years. Um, I still think it's a little slow, and I think, like, Hel- like Helen or Corey both said, it's kind of character-driven. So you have to really be into the characters. And I think the one character that I couldn't really get into, and of course I can't remember his name, but sort of the, I assume the, the lighter haired guy that sort of is the really mysterious one that everybody kind of rallies around. Um, 
I just don't particularly find him interesting. I think the other characters are, but him in particular, I just don't find interesting. So it detracts from the story uh, for me a little bit. Because I just, I don't know. I just felt like he was just mysterious just to be mysterious. (laughs) Yeah, I definitely felt like that was one of the advantages for having seen the anime first was that the anime moves a little bit faster than the manga. And so I knew good stuff would be coming. So Mm. I feel like that's sometimes a better way to get into slower series. Just watch the faster paced adaptation (laughs) (laughs) or flip your pages faster. Uh, That's true. That's true. Turn it into a flip book. Yeah. But like, uh, like Akka, it's a big of a worky manga. So you can't, you can only flip it so fast. Um, and I, I agree with you, April, that in that uh, Yaichi is kind of like just a mysterious person. Uh, like he isn't a, a character as much as <laughs> he is part of an unraveling of a plot. Like you just keep learning more and more about this guy. Um, mm-hmm. He doesn't really change. He just you just learn more about him, and in that way, he he develops. Like you, you just learn that he's this kidnapper for some reason, and you just accept that because you're you're told you accept that, and you're not like given anything else. It's weird. Yeah, I think that you part of the hook maybe is him. Like you know, who is this person, or what it, what is he hiding? And it just it didn't hook me. I like the uh, main character a lot, and I. At least in this series, I'm not a huge fan of Ono's art, but I do like the way that she portrayed the main character. Like, you can tell he's underconfident in his body language, so I like that part. But in this particular series, like Helen, I'm not a huge fan of the art. She has other series that that I like a lot and like the art a lot, but not this one. I just want to know why Ono has so few women across all of her series. (laughs) Like, normally this is where I'd be able to crack a joke about, you know, oh, drawing attractive-looking men, but I don't think these guys are attractive either, so I'm just very baffled. I wish she would put more female <laughs> characters into her stories. Yeah, there's, like, the the two major female characters in this. Uh, like, the daughter and then the other member of the gang, I think. Yeah. Neither of them seem to play, like, a huge role, at least to the part that I got. Yeah, one is a, one is a geisha. She works... So she used to work at uh, a brothel until Yaichi paid her way out of that. Um, Wait, geishas don't work in brothels. <laughs> she can do both. I, I don't think geisha have time to do both. <laughs> Sorry. Look, I'm just, Was she an Oron? I'm just reading off of what Wikipedia says. I believe she used to be a uh, a brothel worker, and now she's a geisha. Oh, okay. Well, that's fine, Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know if the anime covers the whole? Well, I don't. I don't know if you've read the entire manga, but does it seem like the anime covers the whole thing? What I remember hearing back in the day was that the anime covered about half of the manga, and I remember that we hadn't quite gotten to everybody's backstories in the anime, so that idea matched up. It seemed like there definitely was still a little bit more to go through. Mm-hmm. And five volumes in. Let's see, it was Noitamina, so probably 11 episodes makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was actually 12 episodes for some reason. Mm. Maybe there's like an OAV or or something. No, no, it's just 12 episodes. Whatever, Noitamina. And this was either a Viz Sig or a Viz Icky series, maybe? It was one of those. So from what I remember, I don't have it, it on me now. Sig from what I remember. On there. Yeah, that was yeah I don't, I don't think that that exists. 
Uh huh. Uh huh. So I think that it, ha- if I remember correctly, I think it had the little uh, French flaps and all that. It might not. I can't. It's it's been. It a does. Lot I'm since. looking okay. at mine right now. Yeah. Yeah, so they're they're nicer volumes, and I think at that particular time, it's been many years, but I think at that particular time, they were trying to push Ono a little bit more because she had multiple series out, and this was just um, another one of them. But uh, it's it's a little it's it's slow, but I think that that tends to kind of be her style. Yeah, if I remember right, this was when Viz was doing more with their Sigiki line when they were trying to develop more scene and stuff, sane and stuff to start with. And it seems like they backed off from that by now that they just sort of incorporate what scene and stuff they do license into their general pool of things. They don't put as much focus on uh, not sub publishing lines, but like their smaller sub units. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in terms of like uh, content in House of Five Leaves, uh, they're like besides saying various stories or anecdotes about the about the stories that we liked, uh, there's not much to talk about. There are there were quite a few stories that were enjoyable that I uh, or that I particularly enjoyed, um, like when uh, Masanosuke went to like the other dude's house, the former yakuza boss member, because he had some ego symptom or ego syndrome. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, and he's just kind of chilling out there, meeting all the people from the Five Leaves, uh, they're all kind of gradually revealing themselves to begrudgingly care about him as he's just entered into <laughs> their service. Uh, like, little moments like that are, are good moments of, of House of Five Leaves, but they don't make, precisely make great podcasting material. Yeah, it's one of those stories where it uses a bunch of really small short stories about different characters to sort of build an overarching feeling more than an overarching plot. Yeah, you just like get into a a mood reading it, and then just uh, lose yourself within whatever story she happens to be telling. Like like Master Keaton, it's easy to just pick up, uh, read a read a couple chapters because some of some of the storylines are several chapters long and then just put it down and be okay with that. Yeah, I definitely think it's a series that benefits from being read a little bit slower. Like Corey said, it's it's a little wordy too, but I think there's a, um, maybe there's like a particular atmosphere about it that it's not something to breeze through. You're going to miss stuff about the characters and pieces about their lives if you um, go through it really quickly but at the same time it's so slow that it's almost hard to like slow down because it's already slow enough so I, I think it's just one of those kinds of where you want to pick it up and um, read it in chunks you know not go through it too quickly Yep. Well, also if you're like me there's only so much of the giant dead fish eye look you can take before you can <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's just end it there uh, uh, we will take a short break and then we'll be back to talk about readings. Welcome back, everyone. And now for our second series of the podcast and the current series of this particular episode, 
we are talking about Radiant by Tony Valente, a French manga that is currently being adapted into an anime, and it's also being published in both Japan and the U.S. Not simulpubbed in the U.S., I'm not sure about Japan. It is uh, a very bog-standard shonen series, I'm sad to say. Uh, we follow this boy named Seth. He's the guy you see on the first on the cover of the first volume. He looks pretty normal. He's got like those that weird shonen protagonist fantasy semi-practical fashion vibe going on. He's also got these tiny little horns, and these horns mark him as a sorcerer, which is somebody who has survived an encounter with the mysterious creatures called Nemesis and can now use forms of magic to fight against them. But because sorcerers are so visible and because they can fight the nemesis, there are some regular people who seem to think that the sorcerers are the cause of all their bad luck. So normal people are horribly prejudiced against the sorcerers, even though they are the only people who can save their asses all the time. And Seth is definitely not doing anything to improve the reputation of sorcerers. He is brash. He is loud. He is just generally dumb. Jumps in. You know, action first, thinking is like a distant fifth on his list of things to do, causes more destruction than he prevents. Oh, and of course, it seems like he's got like some weird extra powers that most other sorcerers don't have. So he's obviously special in several ways. Uh, I went into this series of high hopes since I was really interested to see, you know, I mean, they chose to adapt a non-Japanese property into an anime, which I would expect it might be a little more complex. And so I was interested, and then just, oh my god, this series really needs an editor. It just really needs an editor. I was actually talking with Justin on the OASG podcast, and he says that the anime itself sort of acts as an editor. Like, it changes up the first chapter as it adapts it into the first episode in some ways, which I'm glad to hear because, wow, the first chapter alone is 100 pages, which even when you have... It's not uncommon for a first chapter to be a little longer than subsequent chapters, but it just rambles and repeats itself and goes back and forth and just... I was very frustrated with the series, <laughs> this volume, when I was done reading it. <laughs> and I seem to recall Corey saying before the podcast that he was not also not very impressed by Radiant. Uh, yes, Radiant was uh, adequate, I would say. Damning um... <laughs> of faint praise, I see. Yeah, uh, like it's a. It was a book. Yeah, <laughs> it's a very simple read. Uh, it doesn't seem to be challenging any expectations of like a typical shonen story. It felt very much uh, in the same mold as Black Clover in that way. Like it, it can be fun sometimes. It can be very exciting sometimes. Uh, but overall, I just kind of forget what happens from uh, one reading to the next. Yeah, I've never read Black Clover, but it did remind me some bits of early Naruto, because Naruto is also brash, loud, he gives other ninja a bad name, and yet he has this inborn special ability that very few other people have. So, yeah. you know, just sort of generic shonen. Yeah, I think I would have to agree with you. Also, I, I, I think I was similar to Helen that I went into it with high hopes, and it's just like... It was okay, and I was like, it's okay. It was, you know, I, I read it maybe a week ago, and I thought, you know, it's okay. It's not that bad. But then, like, the day after I read it, I realized that I remembered absolutely nothing <laughs> from it. And um, <laughs> with uh, the description that Helen gave in the beginning is literally all that I remember from it. It's just, it's, it's 
it's not particularly memorable. I mean, I read and thought it was fine. And then when I thought about the next day, like, oh, what am I going to talk about on the podcast? I've literally forgotten the entire plot. So it's it's a it's a book and it's it's it has pages. So <laughs> it's just uh, um there are it, it's funny in spots it is funny in spots i laughed a couple of times but man it's just really it's surprisingly not memorable yet so i also wasn't too fond of a lot of the character designs like there's this robber gang of sorcerers that pop up in the first chapter and i just thought they were butt ugly like i'm sure they were drawn <laughs> to be sort of hilariously you know ugly but no i thought they went beyond that i was just like i had questioning your design abilities. I am questioning your writing. I am questioning everything right now. Yeah, I'm like rereading the beginning of One Piece, and their their villains in the in the early stages are also ugly, but they're like interesting, like interestingly ugly. Like Alvida, <laughs> Alvida. I mean, I do think a lot of One Piece is pretty ugly in the designs, but he just commits to it and keeps going yeah. with it. So I have to admit, it's a style at this point. Yeah, it but, feels more like an an active choice. While here. I don't know. Just like he's he's trying to imitate an art style, maybe, and not. Yeah, yeah. that's that's exactly what it feels yeah. like. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that improves over later volumes, but it definitely feels that way. Yeah, I'm a little disappointed since in the run up to the anime, there were all these promotional images showing like a wider variety of the cast members, and we don't meet too many of them in this first volume. We meet Seth. We meet his teacher, who is pretty great she is like this tall lady with one arm and afro and gives no fucks so she's pretty great and then we meet another girl who's um her i keep playing to call them quirks but they're not quirks uh but the thing of her i don't want to do the same thing (laughs) i want to do the same thing (laughs) just too much but the part of her that was changed by interacting with nemesis is that she's now got like this really weird split personality like every time she's having fun like this really angry bitchy personality comes out and it's like, a la Dragon Ball. yeah, I'm not going to like this character. <laughs> I think the the, the Minkter character was like the most creative in this. Uh, and like the fact that they have downsides to their rank and powers is not exactly original, but I don't know. Uh-uh. I don't know. <laughs> then there's like some people who are like, I don't even know what, I don't even know what changed in me. I hope it's nothing too bad. And it's like, that. this is very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Although I do remember when Anime Feminist was doing their um, season previews, when they wrote up the first episode of Radiant, um, I think it was D. Jose Nextdoor who wrote it. She was like, can I petition for Alma just to be the protagonist of the series instead? She's great. Yeah, I would read that. Yeah, I, I would read that. I would at least give it a shot. <laughs> yeah. So is this, like, published? This is published in Japan, but is it, like, mm-hmm. written in Japanese? It's written in French. Um, the this edition is translated directly from the French. Okay. Uh, I bothered someone on Twitter long enough that they told me. <laughs> yeah, twenty-one episode series. That's a weird number. Yeah, it is. All right. So obviously, there's lots of odd things about Radiant going in. I don't think any of us <laughs> are interested in checking out the second volume. Do you guys have any interest in the anime? Originally, I was, but then I read this volume first before the podcast, and I was like, oh, no. Uh, 
maybe an episode or two. I don't think I would check out the second volume of the manga. I just don't remember anything. It's, it's really startling. Like, I don't remember anything. Like, you're talking, like, given the description in the beginning. I'm like, yeah, that did happen in a book I read, like, seven days ago. Just don't remember anything at all. So I would maybe check out an episode or two of the anime just to see, like, just to see the characters on all of that. But the manga, mm, probably not. No. Yeah. Sounds like you need to revisit the first line before you could read the second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah same book as april uh if i hear some good chatter about it i'll probably be more inclined but i have heard zero people talk about radiance so perhaps i will not yeah, i mean there's only two episodes out so far as of recording this podcast maybe there'll be a third out by the time the podcast comes out so it is a little early but just yeah there are shonen series i enjoy like I enjoy Kimitsu no Yaiba and The Promised Neverland, and I'm looking forward to those anime adaptations next year. Yep. I like My Hero Academia. I'm still somewhat fond of Blue Exorcist and Seraph of the End. So it's not like I hate all shonen manga, but man, this one just did not give me anything to work with. <laughs> yeah. I mean, sometimes they can take a while to like get really scarred up, like a few volumes maybe, but... Uh, just but when you do a weekly series, I feel like... I mean, it's one thing if it takes a little while to get going, and it's a monthly series, I feel like, because then, yeah, it takes a while to get going, partially because it takes a while for it to get out. But if it's a weekly series, I feel like you just have to pace it to start with a bang almost from the get-go. Yeah. Again, part of my complaints yeah. for where is an editor on this, where, what's going on. I'd be really curious to know how the editorial works on this series, since I don't know if it started in France and then it was picked up in Japan. I was really hoping some folks would come out with interviews from the creator after New York Comic Con since he was there, but I haven't seen any from it, and it's been a week. It's been long mm. enough that we really should have some interviews coming out if anyone did them. Mm -hmm. You comics pros are letting me down, y'all. They're letting me down. <laughs> but it seems as if we don't actually have a lot to talk about this way week either way. Um, do you guys have any other thoughts, any other odd comments on the series that you wanted to mention before we head off? We don't have much um, to talk about them for very different reasons. <laughs> that is true. That is true. It's two very different reasons with these with these series. Um, no, I don't even think I have like any any final thoughts on this one. Normally, I would, but it's just it left my brain very quickly, and so I just, which is it's it's disappointing because I'd, I'd heard a little bit about this series, so I knew about it before we chose it for the podcast, and it just did not live up to my expectations at all. So. And with that, I think folks probably have a good idea if they want to check out this series or not. Um, and also if they want to check out House of Five Leaves or not. So if you guys want to come find us, tell us that you totally agree with our impression of Radiant, or you disagree, or, oh no, the anime really is better, you guys should give it a shot. Please feel free to tweet at the account for the podcast, Manga in Your Ears, let us know that way. Um, or I suppose... Corey, does the Taiku Podcast website have a comment section? I don't remember. Uh, I don't think so. I asked uh, Camelia about it before, but I don't think she was into making it. Okay, so you'll have to tweet at us. That's the only way you guys can talk to us then, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to tweet at us for any other reason, give us suggestions for what you want to hear us talk about. You can do that also by tweeting at us. Um, you can also find us on our personal Twitters. I'm at Wandering Dreamer. You can find me there when I'm procrastinating all my grad school work. And you two have Twitters as well, although you're not procrastinating on your work as much as I am. Um, I'm on Twitter also at Mangia Ren. Helen does not seem like she is procrastinating on her work, so just 
take her with a grain of salt. <laughs> but, well, you've also um, seen me complaining on Facebook about all my glasses, so. <laughs> I'm on Twitter at Compassionate K. Uh, our podcast episodes are on Taiku Podcast, T A I I K U, and on iTunes or uh, wherever you want to find podcasts, tell me and then I will put them there. You're doing better than Justin. Justin last time was like, I think we're on Google Play. I don't even know. So oh, podcasts are kind of hard, kids. They look easy, and but no, actually, they're slightly difficult. And with that, we will see you all in about two weeks, more or less. Bye now. <laughs> Bye.